Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth, and in today's video, I'm going to be talking to you about She Wants You to Hear Her, Not Fix Her Problems. So, today I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about how to make relationships work. Uh, I understand that learning about attachment styles and how to make love last is not an easy task, and the reason that I'm talking about attachment styles a lot is because it helps to understand love and how love works. And I keep getting a lot of questions about it and a lot of requests to do more videos about it, so I'm going to do that for you guys. Uh, I have two emails to get into in this video, but first I want you to understand a little bit about attachment, okay? If you can understand what type of attachment style you have and what type of attachment style your partner has, you're going to be able to basically do the dance of love. Because in a way, love is a dance and you have to know the steps. And that's what I'm teaching you guys because once you know the steps and you have the steps down, you can flow into it naturally but it's going to take you some time. I know it took me a long time to really get all this stuff to the point where I felt really confident about it so I could share it with you guys. Um, the thing is, is that if you know about attachment styles and you know what kind of attachment style your partner has, you're going to know how to meet their needs better. And this is going to go for yourself as well. If you know what kind of attachment style you have, you're going to be able to tell them what you need, okay? And when you can do that and they can do that, it's going to make things so easy and effortless with you guys. Um, it takes a little time and you want to find a good partner, but by learning this information, I guarantee your relationships are going to be much healthier and much happier. So, um... One of the important things that you have to understand is that learning about the attachment styles is going to teach you how to be present for your partner. And they're going to know that you're there for them, which is so critical in relationships. Your partner and you both need to feel like you're there for each other, that you matter to each other. Because when that happens, your anxiety the separation anxiety will go down and you'll stop hurting each other and you'll learn to repair your relationships when one of you is hurting. You'll learn to reach for the other when they're hurting. Okay? So I've got a question here from Eddie who says, Hey, Craig, your videos are incredibly inspiring and insightful. Thank you, Eddie. I've been watching them every day since you started posting and I've learned a lot. I still get overwhelmed hearing about attachment style and understanding about love and what makes it last. I was hoping you could put out another video talking about it more. Well, Eddie, I appreciate the kind words and your dedication to the channel and your own personal growth. Because um, really understanding attachment theory and learning about how it affects relationships takes time. You're going to have to put the effort in, but when you do, 
your relationships are going to just be on another level. I promise you. I promise you. So let me talk a little bit about romantic love, okay? We're starting to really understand in the past 15-20 years a lot more about romantic love and that it's basically a grown-up version of our emotional bond that we had with our mother. Now, it could be your father or other caregivers depending upon your life, but typically our mothers are the ones that take care of us the most. So, um, the way that we attach and bond or have bonded with our parents is going to be very similar to how we bond with our partners. Okay, so the relationship you had with your partners is going to have a huge impact, absolutely huge, and on so many levels that you're so unconscious of uh, with your romantic partner. And some people that are unconscious of this do a lot of projecting. And what I mean by that is if you have somebody that has a... Uh, they're very unconscious of their relationship with their mom and their dad. Let's say it was a damaged relationship. And let's say you come along and you try to treat your partner good. Well, they're going to try and... Un if they haven't dealt with their issues and really looked at what's happened, they're going to kind of force you to fit in the mold of their parents. And every little thing that you do is going to trigger them to believing that you're just like them. So let's say that your mom um, never called you while she was working and you came home from school so she didn't feel like you cared about her. Or you didn't feel like she cared about you. Sorry. And that's just a small example. You, when you are in that relationship with them, any time that you do something that triggers that past traumatic event, they are now going to project that you are like them. So projection has to do with transferring your ideas from someone on the in the past onto someone currently in their life, somebody completely different. Remember I've talked about in other videos how it's like trying to get somebody to be in the play and it's like um, the, a new person may step in, but they want you to fulfill that role. So if X is gone and Y comes into their life, they may want they want to force Y to get in X's role. Does that make sense? I know it could be a little confusing because it's an ab abstract thought and an idea. But if you have to listen to this several times, I really suggest you do it because. I'm trying to get you guys to be conscious and aware of your own history and looking at your own early relationships because when you can learn about your own attachment, you can be more conscious of looking at your wounds and when somebody triggers your own anxiety. And you can learn to help your partner. So maybe, for instance, you are hurt because your dad never took you outside to play sports with you. and. Um, maybe you get into a relationship and your girlfriend doesn't want to go to your softball games and then it triggers that hurt and the trauma and the anxiety from the past and now you're like, oh, well, you're just like them. 
and you kind of force them to be in that same role and we unconsciously do that and I talk about this in some of my other videos um, so I just wanted to go over that a little bit here um, so let me tell you a little bit more about love because love and connection is our strongest drive it's the highest need we want to connect for others with others we long for it closeness and connection makes us feel safe okay when we have a strong secure connection it actually reduces our stress and when we feel disconnect from, from our partner it makes us feel anxious scared and actually causes us physical pain um, there's research that shows when we get scared if we can hear our partner's voice it will soothe us and it turns on a bonding hormone in our brain that turns off fear for example let's say you don't like to I don't know ride on a subway maybe something happened scary when you were young and you almost got robbed with your parents when you were little and so now anytime you have to ride the subway it brings up that trauma that anxiety because the anxiety in that situation is about the past so you go on the subway and your anxiety gets triggered well if you start to imagine your partner's voice soothing you saying you're gonna be okay you're safe this time that happened a long time ago but you're safe right now it's actually gonna release a hormone and chemicals in your brain that reduces your anxiety and makes you feel more calm and relaxed so the other end of the spectrum is isolation and being cut off from others this is our ultimate danger signal uh, it's very painful and that's why um, breakups are so painful and this is a big part of the reason where why I tell you guys when somebody breaks up with you you do not call them call them or contact them for any reason any reason they need to feel the pain and the loss of losing you if you make any form of contact any of it it lets them know they still got you you're still gonna be there from for them and that's not what you want that's why I tell you guys if someone breaks up with you tell them it's not what you want you know very be clear listen this isn't what I want I love you I care about you I want to work it out but I you know because a lot of times they'll try and put you in the friend zone why are they putting you in the friend zone because now they have the safety the emotional safety that you're still there from them you see now they don't have the separation anxiety see how that works they're not gonna feel the loss of you they know they've got you in the background while they start exploring and looking at this guy or this guy or this girl or that girl what this works for men and women it's not just you know men or women this works for both okay and this also works whether you're straight or you're gay uh, mine is if somebody leaves you somebody doesn't want to be with you 
you don't contact them for any reason. You move on, and if they start to feel that separation anxiety, they were bonded with you, they were connected to you, then they're going to start to fear losing you, which is exactly what you need. You need them to feel like they're going to lose you, because they are. They are going to lose you, because you're going to move on with your life. If somebody doesn't, if somebody breaks up with me, I'm not calling them ever again, for any reason. I'm going to move on with my life. I'm not going to be their backup plan, because it's essentially what they want. They want their backup plan until they've moved on. See? So I got a second email here from Gus, who says, Hey Craig, I definitely can see myself in your videos. Whenever you talk about wanting to fix a girl's problems, that is exactly what I do. My girlfriend is constantly having issues with her cousin. Her cousin is really nosy and getting involved with things that have nothing to do with her. It sounds like a peach. I'm really not sure what I'm supposed to say or do. Every time I offer her help, she gets pissed at me. Well, Gus, that is perfectly understandable. Okay, so love is supposed to double the joy and divide the grief. In this case, if your girl is having problems, you're supposed to be helping divide the grief. And the way that you can do that is to be there for her, right? Show her that you are a resource for her, that you are supporting her. Now, after this video, I suggest you go back and watch my other video, How to Make Your Partner Feel Loved, because I really talk extensively about that in that video. It's a really good video. And in that video, I actually asked five girls how they like their partner to feel loved. And you can hear five different girls' opinions on what makes them feel loved. So that's a really good video. Um, just to give you an update, uh, one of the girls said that she was so touched by the video and her being in it that she actually uh, started tearing up about it. So I know that it meant a lot to her, so that was awesome. Awesome to hear that. Um, so, when your girl talks to you about problems with your cousin, she wants you to listen, okay? You want to calm her and comfort her as she talks to you, okay? I know it can be frustrating for us guys when we listen to a girl talking. We want to sit there and solve her problems. But you only want to give her a solution if she asks for it, okay? I'm laughing because I haven't so often. I get a lot of guys telling me about this. Uh, you just have to say to them, well, okay, you know, listen to them, mirror what they have to say. It sounds like you're really stressed out. It sounds like she's really frustrating, you know, and then providing some empathy. You know, I can understand, you know, if some if someone was getting into my business all the time, I'd be frustrated too. But she needs you to do that first. Uh, and it took me a long time to understand this. Emotional attunement and responsiveness is the key to secure bonding. I'm going to say that again. Emotional attunement and responsiveness is key to secure bonding. And you can do that in different ways. Eye contact, listening, mirroring what she's having to say, validating her feelings, providing empathy for her. 
Now, if you grew up in a home where you had a lot of fighting, abuse, neglect, or bad communication, these behaviors are not natural because you didn't see them. So how do you know how to do it? You have to learn to ask for what you want in a relationship as an adult because you probably wouldn't have gotten it as a kid if you grew up in one of those situations. So that's one reason that people become manipulative. All right? They don't know how to ask for what they want. Because in their childhood, when they asked for what they wanted, they didn't get it. They got ignored, they got their needs um, diminished, or oh, later, or this, or that, or maybe they just couldn't afford it, whatever it was. But they were repeatedly denied what they needed. So they give up. They give up that somebody's going to meet them, their needs. And so they have to learn to become manip manipulative to get what they want. That's why some people are whiny. You know, they get whiny when they want something, they need something. Well, it's because when they ask for something as a kid, they didn't get it. But if they whined about it, then they probably got it. So, as an adult, they may ask you in a shy way. It, where it doesn't seem like they're trying to ask, you know, to put you out of your way. Or a sly way. So, here is an example. Say your girl says to you, If you're not busy, could you help get dinner started? Now, if you don't get the dinner started because you are actually busy, it doesn't really matter because it's going to trigger that past hurt where they asked for what they wanted and they didn't get it. So now they're probably going to get mad. Um, and then, you know, they're probably going to get you know, disappointed and hurt, and they're not going to say that, but that's that's un the underlying issue, and they're going to probably snap at you and say something like, well, you never helped me with dinner. Because they were hurting from the past. They feel rejected again. I actually had an ex do this to me one time. Uh, it was really late in the evening. I don't remember, it was like 9 o'clock. The reason I say it was late is because she said to me before she went to take a nap, Hey, there's meat in the fridge. And I think she said something like, Hey, there's meat in the fridge if you're hungry. Like, meaning I could cook it. It wasn't cooked yet. Well, it was late, and I was thinking, nah, I'm not hungry enough to cook, so I'm not going to cook. And she was napping, so I didn't get the feeling that she was hungry. Because she didn't say to me, Hey, will you cook tonight? Um, but when she woke up, she was furious. She got really angry at me, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, you didn't... I, you, I thought you had a late, like, lunch, and I didn't think you were hungry, and I thought you were just telling me for me. You didn't ask me to cook for us. Had she said, hey, will you cook for us, I would've. But I didn't realize she wanted me to, because she only alluded to it. She was sly and shy about it. Why? Because she had a long history of not having her needs met. She was neglected. She had a, mother, a mom who has narcissism. And so now my ex has an avoidant attachment style. And she doesn't know how to ask for what she wants. Uh, she wants you to intuit what she wants. Now, she would even say, I remember this, 
I want someone who knows when I want them to vacuum. Think about that. I want someone who knows when I want them to vacuum. She expected her partner to know what she's thinking and give it to her, like a mind reader. So that is a very early childhood wound, right? Because she wants someone to care for her like a parent takes care of a child. Why? Because her parents didn't do it. That's why. And she's looking for somebody to meet those needs that were neglected for so long. And her parents are wonderful people. I don't know what happened years ago. I, don't, I wasn't there. But things always add up. And you don't have somebody that has an avoidant attachment style because they had all their needs met. No, you have it because their needs were neglected. I don't know what happened, but I can see the results. Now, because she refuses to work on her issues, she can't make any of her relationships last. And she's going to probably spend years repeating the same cycle over and over again until she finally realized, I'm the last one standing on the dance floor here. And, you know, it's tough because this is really typical with people that have an avoidant attachment style. They do, they're very hard to get through to. And when you try and, you know, open up and help them, they feel like you're attacking them. Even if you're doing it in a way, the, the most thought out way that you can possibly think of, it feels like an attack. So, avoid an attachment style people are very challenging to be in a relationship with. Always keep that in mind. As soon as you hear a girl tell you she doesn't trust people, or for you ladies out there, if a guy doesn't trust people, or even if you're gay, I don't care. If you hear somebody say, I don't trust people, that stems from their very first two years of life not getting their needs met. They learned not to trust their parents, so now they don't trust their partners or anybody else. It's hard, to, it's hard for them to trust. So how do you get close to somebody when they don't trust anybody? How do you get close to somebody when they have so many walls up? You can't. And that's why they can break up with you so much easier because they never were really attached to begin with. Um, let me see here. I had a few more points to share with you. Okay. In the situation with, say you had a narcissistic mom, um, just for example, what happens with the baby, the child, is that they... The mother gives the child what the child needs when the mother feels like it, not when the baby needs it. When you have a secure attached adult, it's because their parents were emotionally attuned to the needs of the child, to the needs of the baby. The baby's hungry. The baby's crying. Let's pick up the baby. Let's hold the baby. Let's grab the baby. You, you know, they spend a, a lot of time focusing on giving the baby what the baby needed when the baby needed it. If you have a, uh, a parent that has, you know, depression or anxiety or mental health issues, 
they're not going to be emotionally attuned, maybe the, like with the narcissism. So they're going to take care of the baby when they feel like it. And then the baby doesn't learn, oh, I get what I want when I need it. They learn, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. This, this doesn't make any sense to me. I cried yesterday. Mom's picking, pick me up. I'm crying today. She doesn't want to pick me up. When that happens to you for a long, long time, you learn not to trust people because they're, they're not consistently there for you. Um, to me, it's sad because in the case with my ex, she had such a long history of rejection that she turns away from people and she numbs herself. And people like this are actually hurting the worst. They've needed reliable safety. But, and here's the big but, for all you guys that are sitting out there thinking, well, my ex has got an avoidant attachment style. I know what to do to fix her. But, but, they have to acknowledge that they want help. And many avoidant people don't think the risk of asking for help or going for help is worth the reward. And you might be thinking, what? Because you have a more secure attachment, you thought you think the world is safer. They don't think the world is as safe to ask for what they want. Remember, their life of asking for what they want only got them pain and rejection. Whereas if you had a healthier uh, attachment or better relationship with your parents, you learned that it was safer. So, it's a very difficult situation for people with avoidant attachment styles. I have several female friends that have avoidant attachment styles. And when they talk about breakups, it's so much easier for them, at least on the surface. Now, when they're alone laying in bed at night, I think it probably hurts them even more. But, but they're also numb to it because it's happened to them for so long. So I hope that gives you guys a little bit more information about attachment styles and how to be in a relationship that causes safety and makes your partner feel good and how to make things better in your relationships because I ultimately I'm here for you guys to learn to have healthy meaningful relationships so if you like my video make sure you throw a like on the video and be sure to subscribe to my channel I post videos Monday through Friday and when you want to get my help personally, go to my website, AskCraig.net, and sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. And I will talk with you soon.